Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Mesa Christian Church. Luke 6, 43 to 45. I went down to the Transformations National Conference and we had a great time with all our transformation team from the six camps all around Australia, about 200 people there. And I drove down for 24 hours because I just wanted to be there to support our team. And, uh, and also, Pastor Danny Guglamucci was there speaking. And some of you have heard Pastor Danny from Edge Church from, from South Australia. And he travels all over the world now ministering into churches. He's coming here next February for a whole weekend for our leadership team and to speak. He's been one of my apostolic fathers and mentors that I've worked, connected with for 15 years. And he spoke and something just poured out of his heart. As soon as he got up within five minutes... There was just this overflow of love, of compassion, of the presence of God, of the Father heart of God. And I thought, wow, Danny, how do you carry that? And then he talked for a while and we remembered that in January this year, his son, Chris Guglamucci, who was a father of four kids, 39-year-old, worship, uh, a youth pastor, got struck by lightning and killed on the sports oval at a youth camp with hundreds of young people in front of him. And I thought, well, your mind can't explain that in the natural. And Danny took three months off to grieve and process that as a family. But then God said, I want you to get up and share what I've put in you. Because you were faithful to me when you weren't in crisis, the grace of God carries you through the crisis. And you've got something to share with people after the crisis. And so he just shared his heart. And wasn't looking for sympathy, but there was just a flow of God's love and grace pouring through his life that was just so precious. And I thought, Lord, this just shone your heart. And, and it, was, it was just the whole day was so powerful. And as he was sharing, I started to think about this scripture, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I thought there's an abundance of God's grace and mercy and honesty and, and just being real with God that carried him and his wife through the crisis and now it's just pouring out with greater grace over his life. And I want us to just look at that thought today for a while. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Luke 6.43 For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from... Bramble bush, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, you and I know by observation and by our own experience that if you listen to someone long enough, you'll find out what's really in someone's heart. You know, we can all say the right thing and impress people, but when you're under pressure and you squeeze, what comes out? Is it faith, hope? Is it grace? Is it trusting God, even though you don't fully understand? Or is it fear or disappointment, anger, not fair, a victim mentality, whatever? We all are a mixture and, and God wants us to let, grow in His grace. I want to ask the question, what fills your heart today? What's in abundance in your soul so when the pressure's on, what really comes out of your mouth, and not only out of your mouth, but out of your soul. And when Danny ministered, I just felt this incredible grace of God pouring out over everyone. I thought, Lord, let me grow to be more and more like you and follow an example like this, that even when stuff happens, 
And that's when I had the accident only nine weeks ago. And after a week, I said, Lord, what do I do with this? He said, preach on don't waste your pain. So I did a two-week message on don't waste your pain. And when we go through stuff we can't understand and, and it really wounds our soul or it, it overwhelms us, Reach up to God and say, Lord, I want your life to come out of the good and the bad times of life. And when we grow in Christ, because we are a new creation in Christ, His Spirit lives within us, so we can not just do the natural, we can do the supernatural because God's in us and helps us to walk through the pressures and the pain of life. And you see that some people's hearts are full of trust, some are full of fear, some are victors and some are victims. And we all have a mixture of that. But God's grace is there changing us. In the Amplified, Luke 6.43 says, For there is no good tree which produces bad fruit, nor on the other hand a bad tree which produces good fruit. For each tree is known and identified by its own fruit. For figs are not picked from thorn bushes, nor is a cluster of grapes picked from a briar bush. The intrinsically good man produces what is good and honourable and moral out of the good treasure stored in his heart. And the intrinsically evil man produces what is wicked and depraved out of the evil in his heart. For his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart. So the one version says abundance, but out of the overflow of your heart, whether you're in exciting, blessed days like we've been the last few days, or nine weeks ago when I'm um, in pain and five broken bones in my body, what are we going to speak when we're in the good or the bad or just the mundane days in between? It's, it, it's uh, what's stored up in your heart. That's a real challenge, hey? Because what's stored up will come out in our lives and our heart. I pray that the Word of God and truth is filling your heart. I trust that you are filled with love, faith, joy and peace. Or is it fear, pain, hatred or doubt? And uh, life happens. We are human beings created in God's image, redeemed by His blood, and then we have a chance to know our Heavenly Father and follow the example of Jesus, who was real, but out of His life flowed something that was so, so powerful. John 6.63 says, The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. This is Jesus speaking. So when He spoke, the crowd said, you speak with authority. You speak like you have something really to share. There's something pouring out of you. It's life and it's truth and it's a spirit that touches people around us. So when we speak, when we pray, when we live our lives, something overflows us, good or bad. It's just who we are. Some people say, well, you've got a, an atmosphere or an aura. You know, the new age people have this, you've got this aura about you. And people, we've had people come in and say, there's something happening here. But it's the presence of God, it's the spirit and life of Christ within us that's flowing out. And not only in church, but where you are in your home, in your workplace, across our community. The love and grace of Jesus pours out because Christ is within us, the hope of glory in our hearts. Oh, let that be the overflow, let that be the abundance. And God help us to overcome those fears. Proverbs 4.20 in the Amplified says, My son... Pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Verse 23, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. 
Wow, guard your heart because that's where things really happen inside our spirit or our heart. If you let unforgiveness and offence get in there, it will taint and, and it will flavour everything you do and defile many. If you let love rule, something comes out. You can say the same words and someone feels love because it's coming from your spirit or your soul. We worship God and His presence fills us. The words, they touch people. They can't forget them. That's why prophetic words are power because you're releasing God's preferred future into people's hearts. When we praise God, we're lifting up Him and His greatness to turn things around. There's an overflow in our hearts. And God says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's why sin is so destructive. That's why giving into temptation brings destruction because sin separates us from God. The wages of sin is death. And something dies in openness and transparency and trust when sin comes. But Jesus come with a way of life. It, John 1 says, when Jesus came, it says Jesus was full of grace and truth. Wasn't just a little bit in there. Wasn't just enough to get him through the day. It said it was full. And whenever the Bible says it's full, it means overflowing. When God says something's full, it's full and overflowing into people's lives. And that's what God calls us to have. In the book of Acts, chapter 6, the church started to grow rapidly. And there was a bit of a dispute about some of the um, Greekish, Greek Jews and Hebraic Jews. Um, widows weren't being looked after. So the, so the uh, elders, the apostles got together and said, we need to find some people to deal with this. So in verse 3, Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to the, be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. So the apostles knew they, their primary role was leadership and be full of the prayer and the Word. They found some uh, deacons, some men in the church who had Greek background so that they could minister. and They had to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. Verse 5, this proposed... Proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man <coughs> full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. So now you've got to be full of faith, full of wisdom and full of the Holy Spirit just to be helping serve and organize the, the ministry to the widows. Then it goes on and it lists the seven guys. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. Verse 7, so the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Now Stephen a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. He was one of the seven. So even just to serve on tables in the early church, you need to be full of the Holy Spirit, full of power, full of grace, full of wisdom, and uh, all that flowing through your life. I think, wow, this is not the, this is not the pastor or preacher. This is the people serving in the, in the church. I thought, wow, God, help us to be full of your spirit. Because when you get full and overflowing of the Holy Spirit, other things start to get sorted out in your life. And your speech will change. Some of when they get born again, they've had a terrible mouth of swearing and, and junk in their lives. And some people, it's like God just gets some heavenly soap and washes out their mouth. Takes a coal from the fiery coal and puts on your lips and you just can't even do that. Others take longer to work through because their heart needs to be transformed because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And there's a journey of restoration, of transformation, where God deals with the offences and the pain and the wounds and the brokenness and He heals our souls and begins to restore our souls so that out of us flows life. Not death, because death and life are in the power of the tongue. Oh, God. 
help us to get our heart free, to be full of his presence, so then life flows out when we're pressured. 1 John 4, 7, I just want to look at this passage for a few minutes to wrap it up today on, and this is talking about being full of God's love. Well, we were singing about it before, your love washes over me. I just love the, the presence of God. When His love comes, everything changes. When you're full of fear or afraid or you're rejected, but when you feel fully loved by God and by people, everything changes. You feel secure, there's trust, there's hope for the future. Even though there might still be some things to sort out, you feel, wow, I can go on because I feel fully loved by God and loved and accepted by people, and you're extending that to others, and, and everything's different. Everything's different when you feel loved and accepted. Let's read these verses in verse 7 of 1 John 4. Beloved, let us unselfishly love and seek the best for one another. For love is from God, and everyone who loves others is born of God and knows God through personal experience. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know Him, for God is love. So it's good to ask God to fill you with more love, but if you get close to Him, you're going to be filled with love because He is love. He is the originator of love and it's an enduring attribute of His nature. By this, the love of God was displayed in us in that God has sent His one and only begotten Son, the one who is truly unique, the only one of His kind into the world so that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we love God, but He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation, that is the atoning sacrifice and the satisfying offering for our sins, fulfilling God's requirement for justice against sin and proclaiming His wrath. Beloved, if God so loved us in this incredible way, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time, but if we love one another with unselfish concern, God abides in us and His love, the love that is His essence, abides in us and is completed and perfected in us. By this we know with confident assurance that we abide in Him and He in us, because He has given to us His Holy Spirit. We who are with Him in person have seen and testify as eyewitnesses that the Father has sent the Son to be the Saviour of the world. Verse 15, whoever confesses and acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God abides in Him and He in God. Verse 16, we have come to know by personal observation and experience and a belief with deep, consistent faith, the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides continually in Him. Wow, when you're a believer and a son or daughter of God, it says His love abides continually in us. You say, well, how come I don't always feel it? There's a whole lot of things come to try and swamp us and overwhelm us, but I want you to know in your soul, God's love abides with you. In this union and fellowship with Him, love is completed and perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face Him because as He is, so are we in this world. Verse 18 is the key verse to look at. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. Wow. Wow. When you feel love, there's no place for fear to dwell. It drives it out. It's like it fills it up and there's no space for fear to rule in your heart when you know how much you're loved by Him. And when you extend that to other people, the fear starts to melt in their hearts. You know, a parent, a child can be really scared of a storm and the mum or dad comes and just 
gives them a hug or they jump in your bed or do whatever and they feel safe and fear just melts away because they feel safe and loved. How awesome. That's how our Heavenly Father treats us as we walk in this. It goes on and says, because, because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love, has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. One version says that there's fear and it brings condemnation. And when you feel condemned and ashamed, it's hard for you to believe that God truly loves you without, without strings attached. And the enemy plays that on our lives and tries to make feel we're not good enough, you've failed, you've let God down, you've promised and haven't fulfilled, and all this stuff starts coming. The Holy Spirit will convict us. The Holy Spirit, when He convicts you of sin, that conviction draws you back to the Father. Condemnation drives you away. That's the difference. Say, well, I'm not sure if it's the Holy Spirit or the devil. You will know because the Holy Spirit will convict you and you think, oh, Lord, I'm really sorry. I've said and done stuff. But it will draw you where you want to get it sorted out. Condemnation will drive you down and drive you away from the presence of God. That's where you know whether it's coming from the Holy Spirit or the spirit of darkness over your soul. But it says God's perfect love drives out fear. We love because he first loved us. The message of 1 John 4, 18 says, There is no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear. Since fear is crippling a fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment is one not yet fully formed in love. The Bible says, His love is everlasting. You have drawn me with loving kindness. Your compassions never fail. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. We muck, muck it up. Sometimes we think, well, my love tank runs out. You ever get up in the morning and say, I'm going to love my family and love all the people at work. And by 7.30, someone's pulled the plug and the love tank's already empty. I'm thinking, I've got another oh, 10 hours to go. God, how am I going to make it? We say, I'm going to be really good at work and I'm going to be patient. And by 10 o'clock... You just had it thinking, God, what happened to that love tank? It's all gone. That's when you need to draw on the everlasting love of Jesus. That's when your spirit reaches out and say, Holy Spirit, fill me afresh with your love because I'm not going to let fear or condemnation rule my life. I'm going to come and be refreshed. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and a sound judgment and personal discipline abilities that result in a calm well-balanced mind and self-control wow god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind how awesome is that that's the gift that god gives us every day Sometimes we still live out of the flesh and the old nature. Or we are ruled by the fear that the media of this world puts on us all the time. You know, they, they, love, they love fear. We're going to run out of... When I, was in, when I was a kid, we were going to run out of coal. Well, there's still lots in the ground. By the 90s, we were going to run out of oil, and they seem to keep finding more. Then we're going to run out of um, clean air to breathe. There still seems to be some every day I get up, you know. And there's a whole fear thing, you know. We're, we're going to run out of food on the planet about 20 years ago. We've got two more billion people and we're still eating, you know. And I'm thinking, 
There's fear. The enemy rules by fear, but God rules by love and faith and hope and truth. The battle for this world is over truth. Don't let fear rule your heart. Don't let it rule your heart saying, well, I don't know if our kids are going to get sorted out. I don't know how my family's going to get sorted out. I'm not sure how that's all going to happen. But the Spirit of God says, don't let fear rule your heart. Because He's the giver of life and hope. Let your heart be filled with His presence. Oh, God, just breathe on us your love right now. Let's stand in His presence and just let the love of God saturate our souls. Lord, breathe on us. Breathe on us. Breathe on us. The love of God is in this house. I feel when, when God's love fills our heart, hope just rises. Fear loses its power. Discouragement is replaced with encouragement. Oh God, let your love flow. While we were worshipping earlier, the Lord spoke to me about two mums here that have been overwhelmed because there's been challenges in your family and some of your kids aren't walking for God. And I felt the Holy Spirit say you need to pray encouragement on them. And that was Janelle. God spoke to my heart and says, don't give up believing for your household. He loves them and what you've sowed in them, they're going to come home. They're going to come home. And Kim, I had the word for you as well. Don't be overwhelmed. What you've prayed and spoken over them, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. The word of the Lord would say that he will make a way. He will make a way. He will make a way. Lord, just fill it with hope and faith and love right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we call those children back into your kingdom and your love and truth in Jesus' name. And Lord, let Kim feel such love from the Father to know that you have heard a cry and your love will never return void. I pray that for Janelle, that she would right now just feel your, uh, Lord, there'll be just hope and a surge of faith. God, and she'll see with the eye of faith and her love as a mother's heart will not be dashed. Lord, her hopes would not be dashed. Oh, God, I thank you for that love that will help us see with the eye of faith that you are going to draw them back into your kingdom and purposes and you will heal their broken hearts in Jesus' name. There's some other parents and grandparents here right now. Your feelings. I had that word for them. The overflows for you. Just claim it right now, Lord. Just reach up and claim it. Lord, I receive it. Lord, I just thank you for your compassion right now flowing. Lord, I see your love right now bringing hope. Lord, your hope is bringing, Lord, just life and faith being released for households and families to be restored. Oh, God, we're fear and thinking, will it ever happen? And the enemy's lied and said, no, it's too late. It's not too late because God's grace is here and His love is everlasting and it can reach into the darkest corner of this earth. It can reach into the broken hearts and the strongholds of fear and addiction and controlling relationships because God knows how to release a heart that is there. And I speak that hope over them in Jesus' name. Lord, let your love and hope just overflow. Let it overflow, Lord. Oh, God. And I just pray right now. 
for your love to wash over our hearts. Your love so deep. Let's just sing that for a moment. And just let the love of God just refresh and fill your soul. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.